Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. A couple of people pointed me in the direction of today's Song of the Soul guest, Cheryl Prashker, and they did so enthusiastically, and you'll soon understand why. Not only is Cheryl a talented musician with wide and deep skills, but she has a heart of gold, endless blessings she bestows on all around her. Besides performing decades ago with a band called CC Railroad, she performs currently with a Celtic-based band called Runa. She has organized the Goderich Celtic Roots Festival for ages, and she does a folk music interview podcast called Folk Pod. There are bonus excerpts from this interview on northernspiritradio.org, so check those out. Thanks to Andrew Jansen, who provided production assistance today. Cheryl Prashker is originally from Montreal, Canada, but she joins us via Zoom from her current home in Ontario. Cheryl, I'm so excited to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure and an honor, really. Thank you. It's particularly an honor to have you here because of your Folk Pod podcast. So you actually do this. Are you feeling okay about being the recipient instead of the dominatrix? <laughs> I have to admit that when you first asked me, my first reaction was, are you sure you have the right person? Because I don't think you meant to be in touch with me. But once we started communicating and I realized, well, yeah, you did meet me. It's not so much that I'm used to being the person that asks the questions. I am not used to, as you mentioned a little bit earlier as we were talking off mic, that it'd be about me. I'm used to usually chatting about other people's music and their careers and where they want to go next. And I love helping people get to that next level and find gigs and meet people. So I'm not used to it being about me. So a little bit, not uncomfortable, but just, you know, curious as to what the next question is going to be. <laughs> like, why is the spotlight over here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. But in your work in organizing the Celtic Festival and doing the Folk Pod podcast, you are often asking the questions. There's safety in that, right? You sure, get absolutely. You get to drive it. Were you particularly introverted growing up? I was very much so. Extremely, extremely shy. I had friends, so that was never a problem, but I was just extremely, extremely shy. I had a hard time asking people for help or taking, like you said, the spotlight. That was uncomfortable. That being said, I played a sport that happens here in Canada called ringette, which is I guess you could call girls hockey. We just don't have, we have a stick without a blade and a rubber ring. And I was the goalie and our team did very well. And so the spotlight was always on me and I loved it. But then I also like being, you know, to myself and be quiet. And then of course, when I got into music, I chose the drums. It's very hard to not have the spotlight on you from time to time. And so I started to enjoy that and became more comfortable with it. But when I was very young, I was very, very shy. Didn't talk much. I noticed there are a lot of bands that virtually never is the drummer. I've seen a few exceptions, but never is the drummer the lyricist. 
and I was thinking, you know, okay, well, the drums right there by the microphone, maybe that's the issue. I don't know. Or maybe, <laughs> you know, when you're used to beating things like a drummer is, maybe that's enough of the adrenaline going into that, that singing is, do you sing much as you drum? A little tiny bit. Now, I'm an 80s kid, musically speaking. So, you know, Phil Collins was a big influence as a drummer and as a singing drummer. And as somebody who wrote songs, that always stuck in my head. And we'll talk about the band that I was with when I was living in New York, where some of these songs came from. We were four singer-songwriters, but we also played our instruments. So yes, I sang with a group called CC Railroad, and I sang and played percussion. And in my current group, which is a Celtic band, folk band, Runa, again, I'm playing hand percussion, and I do sing a little bit of backup for that band, but it's not an easy thing to do. And it's, I think, even harder playing full drum set as opposed to hand percussion. Tell me a little bit about your history with music. When did you get into it? When did you start out? Were you drums right away or did, you know, maybe they had you do recorder in fourth grade or something? No, my mother, who was a pianist, wanted me to play piano at a very young age and that didn't stick, but I took lessons, you know, like very early on. I loved the guitar and I tried that for a split second and that didn't stick, although I eventually self-taught on guitar. So yeah, drums was the only thing I ever, ever, ever wanted to play. And we didn't have music in school until high school in Canada when I was there. And so I wanted to get into the band or I wanted to take lessons and I wanted to get into the music department. And I literally remember going up to the teacher and saying, I think this was grade seven or eight. Hi, this is who I am. And I want to play drums and I want to be in the band. Oh, sorry. I want to be in the music department, but I don't want to be in the band because I think being in the band means you're going to have to play on stage. And I absolutely don't ever want to play on the stage. <laughs> and she said, and she laughed at me and she said, well, if you're going to be in the music department, you're going to have to eventually be in the band. And I said, absolutely not. I can't. So please just let me into the department, but please don't ever make me play on the stage. And, you know, that didn't really work out too well for me. So I ended up getting involved in the music department, and she was an incredible teacher. She was young, right out of school. The very first concert we had, <laughs> don't you know that she gave me a woodblock solo, forced me to take the woodblocks to the front of the stage and play them in front of the whole audience, which is, of course, is everybody's parents and grandparents. And I was just, I was sick to my stomach sick oh, to my stomach. No. But, but it's okay because she kind of created a monster. Luckily, as I mentioned, she was an incredible teacher. And I would say four or five of us from that group of musicians ended up going on to further education in the music world. So she was a great influence on many of us. So I did, I did go on to study classical music throughout the university in Montreal. You must have also somehow gotten past your stage fright. I mean, Jim Morrison, of all people, right? right. The movie. Uh, I he know. Had his own, he, the first performance or something, he wouldn't look at toward the audience. He faced the other way. Who would have thunk? <laughs> no, I got over that pretty quickly and had no problem playing drums in front of other people. But the first time that I picked up a guitar and went to an open mic, that was very traumatic. <laughs> Well, let's mention a little bit about your creating of music, too, because drumming is one thing, having the percussion, you don't have to, well, there are notes to percussion as well, but it's not like you're writing melodies generally on drums. Although in Africa, you know, I lived in West Africa for two years, I was in Peace Corps, talking drums, there is a thing, you can Absolutely. actually tell from the tone. Yep. Did you also want to write songs early on with lyrics? That Were you a poet? Never thought about it, but growing up in a musical household where there was music on all the time, it was mostly singer-songwriters that was being played in the background. When I 
think about it now. It was, like I mentioned in an earlier conversation, it was John Denver, it was Neil Diamond, songwriters like that, and the folk craze from the 60s. All those records were in the house. And so I did learn about that. Just didn't really think myself as a songwriter. I don't even remember how it came about. It just happened. I just started, picked up the guitar and started writing. And yeah, I never wrote poetry as a kid, but there came out some lyrics and, you know, put it to the, it, it became easy. I would actually write the music first and then try to fit the words to the music. That's sort of how I've always written. When was the first time that you penned a song? Maybe, maybe not one that endures. I mean, like when I was 12, I, hello, hello, what is your name? <laughs> hello, hello, I do not know. That's my first lyric. And I'm embarrassed. Yeah. But No, I think that's cool. <laughs> but I think it's what great. about for you? I guess I was probably 18, 19, 20-ish. You know, I was also very influenced by, you know, people like Jethro Tull and, and those kind of groups and writers. And I don't know, I must have been in a probably a sad state uh, because I tend to love songs in a minor key. And I started playing a uh, progression and I have since recorded that song back way back. It's just that, yeah, it doesn't see the light of day, that one. And I, maybe I should bring that out. Maybe I should send it to you and <laughs> see what you think. But it was, yeah, just sort of a thoughts about, you know, life. And you tend at the beginning, you tend to write songs about yourself and things that you know. At that time, I wasn't really a storyteller. It was probably more personal thoughts that came out on the paper. But yeah, it was called Distant Anger. That's the name of the song. I think the emotions, I mean, I, yeah. for myself, I think I matured through the music I was listening to. When I didn't have vocabulary for my own feelings, there was a song that I could quote, I feel that way. Absolutely. That was me. I definitely feel music very intensely. I will, you know, a song can make me cry in a second where other things does not or something else does not make me cry. But a song, if it brings me back to a particular time or a particular place, I absolutely can be right there in a heartbeat. Yeah, that's it's my vocabulary, as I say. And I don't know if it's embarrassing to say it or not, but the Bee Gees were my vocabulary for I love the Bee Gees. <laughs> Early Bee Gees. Oh, yeah, right. That's it. Yeah. I mean, jive talk and all that stuff is fine. But go back to I started a joke or yeah. got to get a message to you or 1941 New York mining oh, disaster. My favorite. My absolute favorite. Of course, because it's in a minor key. <laughs> <laughs> and and I know all those. And when I went to Africa, I only took two recordings with me. One of them was a Bee Gees album. Wow. But in any case, let's get going with your music. We're going to talk more about your journey, both your musical journey and your spiritual journey as we go through. But what song would you like to start off with, Cheryl? Overwhelmed is a good place to start. That is a song that I wrote both the music and the lyrics to. I was living in New York City at the time, and I had met a few fellow singers at an open mic. We formed a group where the four of us sang harmonies for each other, and we all played whatever instruments we played, backed each other up. I guess it was kind of like a Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young situation, where depending on whoever wrote the song, that's the person who would sing lead. It was a group that sort of primarily stayed in the New York, New Jersey area. We didn't tour too much past that, but we had a core group of local fans and this was, I guess, one of their favorites, and it's a song that I wrote for my then significant other, who I then married, Charles Nolan, and it's a song for him. Overwhelmed. As I sit here far away, through the embers of the flames, I recall the warmth of your touch, to be always by your side, in the shadows of the night. 
You may always call out my name Always call out my name Hidden through the years Out of the battles and the fears Stands a strong man with so much to give With the world at your feet And a love so complete That nothing stands in your Nothing stand in your way I'm overwhelmed by the love that you carry for me now Overwhelmed by the trust in your eyes By the kindness in your soul By you as a fool Overwhelmed, overwhelmed This love we've come to know Step back and watch it grow Still precious moments to feel For the days that lie ahead This much can be said We'll cherish what life offers next We'll cherish what life offers next I'm overwhelmed by the love that you carry for me now Overwhelmed by the trust in your eyes Cheryl Prasker performing with CC Railroad. I have to ask you about that name, Cheryl. The song was Overwhelmed, and the album it's from is Smile Whatever. The CC Railroad, I mean CC, CC Rider, is there a connection? Where does CC come from? So CC is Carol Ann Solabello, Cheryl Prasker. So it's Carol Ann, Cheryl, and the Rich and Rider are the RR, and it just happened to. I know we sound like a bluegrass band, but we weren't. <laughs> <laughs> So we just took our first initials and came up with that. And as a person who started out with percussion and is, I mean, that's a big role you play in life, right? Yes. I don't think of you as lyricist. So, you know, when, when Ringo Starr came out with songs where he was singing, it's like, what? I know. <laughs> Doesn't it militate? Because I don't think you think in melodies when you're percussion. 
No, but I did love, I do to this day, love playing guitar. Again, self-taught. Uh, I did not continue with lessons there. So all self-taught. So very, probably very rhythmic guitar player. And again, influences such as Jethro Tull, as I mentioned, a band called Big Country. That was a big group in the 80s, more rock or Scottish rock. And just very rhythmic in my guitar playing. So I'm not a lead guitar player. It's all chords and rhythm. So I do play a little percussively. But again, having been so influenced by so many amazing singer-songwriters, and, you know, for instance, we are recording this on the morning after the death of Gordon Lightfoot, and that was a big influence on me when I was very young. I listened to him obsessively. And so I guess I probably just have that sense of melody from just what I listen to, and I listen to a ton of music. Being classically trained and having to go through all the ear training and sight singing classes, I'm sure it didn't hurt me. I wasn't the best at them, but it was a great background to have. The classical training background was very instrumental in forming me as a musician. But I think my songwriting, I don't even think about it as drumming. Like, for instance, there are very few songs of mine that I've actually put drums to. <laughs> so I, I really, when I'm singing or writing or performing a song of mine, I don't even think of myself as a, a drummer. That being said, there are very few people in the world that know that I write songs. <laughs> so <laughs> The best kept secret. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. When's the last time you performed one of your songs on stage? Very long time ago. I did actually try to do when we first all went virtual during the COVID lockdown. I actually did put on a little one hour thing online. I was so nervous. But otherwise, it's been a tremendously long time since I've performed a song on stage. So CC Railroad was around in the late 1990s. So 1999, 2000, 2001. And then uh, I moved from New York City to Philadelphia. Another member moved from New York City up to New Hampshire. So that's kind of how we, you know, it just kind of organically stopped. Although we've gotten together a few times recently and played a few songs. And we have to admit, we don't suck. But uh, <laughs> even 30 years later, you don't yeah, suck. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so who knows? There could be a CC Railroad reunion coming soon. But yeah, I, it's been a while since I've performed one of my own songs actually on a stage. I find that a bit sad. I know, you know I've written songs, but I'm not a musician, really. And it doesn't matter to me because it's where my heart goes. What is the song you listened to when you went through your first heartbreak? Do you remember the one that you cried to? <laughs> it no, just... it was probably an air supply song. <laughs> don't laugh at me, everybody. Don't laugh at me. Please don't laugh at me. It was probably an air supply song. Oh, my goodness. Yep, I bet you it was. That's very funny. That's a great question. I just know for me that so much of, in part, in growing up as a male, there's a lot of our feelings we don't have access to trained by our culture. And for me, I think that in some cases, and the Bee Gees song, some of their heartbroken songs, you know, got to get a message to you or whatever. It was a way of saying my feelings without having to cop to them myself or something. I don't wow. know. <laughs> I think that's amazing that you talk about that because I think as a woman, I'm going to admit that I probably have thought that men don't cry at songs as often as women do. And I know I'm wrong. It's just that, I don't know, for some reason we're, I don't know, we think that way. That's terrible. I'm going to admit that. Well, societally, it's what we're trained in. Actually, I think that genetics has something to do with it as well as culture. I think the presence of adrenaline or other hormones make it easier to... <laughs> Just as women can be more emotional during menstruation, etc., there are times when men are more emotional. But I think oh, our, I know our, that our hormones <laughs> tilt it in one way or another. I think. Yeah, and this could be a whole other podcast, uh, a radio show, couldn't it? 
but you'd probably do it on your folkpod.com. <laughs> great right? idea. <laughs> we could share that one. <laughs> we'll, we'll go on to another song right now from Cheryl Prasker. What are we going to do next? Well, we could talk about the song Why Now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I played for you the romantic song Overwhelmed and talked a little bit about that. And I've, I've actually had people come up to me and ask if they can use that at a wedding. And to me, that is the ultimate. I can't imagine feeling any more proud than a moment like that when somebody asks if they could use that song at a wedding. It's a, It just was a tremendous feeling. But Why Now is a fascinating story. So being with the band CC Railroad, we would each bring in ideas and then just kind of jam on them and, you know, just play them over and over again. And I had the music and I had the lyrics written for the chorus. Why now do you take from me the love you gave so entirely? Why now? And we would just, we sang it over and over and over again. And the harmony started immediately and it just, the band fell in love with it. And they said, you must finish this song. And I was like, I can't, I just can't seem to put words to the rest of the song. And at the time, the person that I wrote Overwhelmed for he and I were having some issues, some trouble, some moments of doubt and things like that. So I decided, <laughs> he is a brilliant lyricist himself. So I decided if I can't finish it, he's going to. And he's going to finish it and tell us why he was such a jerk. And, that, <laughs> and so that was his, <laughs> that was my mission was to give him the, the music, give him the chorus and tell him to finish it or telling us the story of why he was such a jerk. And that's the story of why now. <laughs> so Cheryl Prasker has been laughing as we talk about this, but this is heartbreak. It is about heartbreak. and Yeah. Well, we reconciled after that and then married. So that's, you know, we are now separated. But still, that did have a happy ending at the time. But it's incredible to know the backstory of that, which I didn't tell a lot of people at the time. But to see their reaction to the song, because at the time that we played that song live, it was powerful. The harmonies were powerful. I think people felt the emotion. There was a lot of incredible feedback to that song as a song and as a performance piece by the band. Wow. Must have been 30 years ago or so you did this with CC Railroad. The song is Why Now? Cheryl Prasker here today for Song of the Soul. Just blew out the door Was it to 
home stretch to the breaking point. The sudden fear it came between and shattered all our Like a waltz tonight Postcard snow and pale moonlight A piece of New York poetry Half grit, half quite fantasy I feel the loss, I feel the pain I want to feel the warmth again Our love is an unfinished song Please don't take too long Why now, please take from me The love you gave so entirely Why now? feeling the tears even as I listen to that song. I know the songs that along my way. What better time in my experience to write a song than when you're going through the greatest upheavals? And that can be the happy ones, but even more so, you've got all this time when you break up with someone. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. okay, I can write a song now. I'm too busy being happy at the other times. So <laughs> why not? Yeah. And so the lyrics by Charles Nolan, and I wrote the music and I wrote, I did write the chorus. And again, the band was CC Railroad. That's four of you, right? It was on Smile Whatever 30 years ago. And how close is any of that to your heart these days? Why now? I'll bring it out and play it every once in a while. I don't feel the same emotions, but I am extremely proud of the song. And I love the imagery of Charles's lyrics. I'm very blessed to have been able to co-write with him because I don't consider myself as much of a lyricist as some other you know, people are. They just have that talent. And that's just, I don't feel as one of my biggest talents, although I have written a few as we'll dive into. But we had co-written a few others before that. And it was a process sort of like Elton John and Bernie Taupin, where he would give me the lyrics and I would just go off into another room and write the music to, and we would have no discussion about it. He had no problem with me moving lyrics around, or maybe if if I didn't think that was the chorus, but I thought that was the chorus, he had absolutely no problem. He had a, a mind set music of his own, and he didn't mind if I did something completely different with it, because we're two different generations musically, he and I. So yeah, so my music ended up being very different than what he might have had in mind, but usually those were the songs that CC Railroad performed. So when you say a different generation, you mean he was older by... Yeah, 20, 21 years older. So he's very much a product of the 60s and spent a lot of time in the village in the 60s. Yeah, and also jazz. He has an incredible love of jazz. A lot of his songs are very jazz-oriented, where mine are definitely folky and 80s pop. <laughs> Hey, folks, remember, you want to check out Cheryl Prasker, her website, CherylPrasker.com. And I emphasize that because she is living in Canada. You might end with a C-A 
and like the Celtic Festival.ca, where she's artistic director for the Gatterich Celtic Roots Festival. So CelticFestival.ca. These links are on northernspiritradio.org. So you don't have to memorize it online. And no one misspells Northern Spirit Radio. No, but they might misspell Prashker and they might misspell Godrich. So I appreciate that you have it up there. You're awesome. Takes one to know one. <laughs> so let's go to another song right away. I, I know we're going to be tempted to go overboard. And if so, there will be bonus excerpts on the NordenSpiritRadio.org website. We can only have 55 minutes for our broadcast. Do you have a time limit actually for the Folk Pod podcast? I don't. No, because we put those out pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast. So whether it's uh, Apple or Spotify or whatever. Because Northern Spirit Radio programs are broadcast on 35 to 45 stations nationwide, community radio stations in general, I observe 55 minutes as my broadcast limit. But on the site, there's the full length, and that's a place where people can put in comments. We love feedback. Two-way communication is the best way from my point of view, and that's how you can support us. We do this, by the way, not with corporate sponsorship or with government sponsorship because we want to be free to actually follow our light in Quakeries, I would say that. So your support will make a difference to us, but I especially want you to support the local community radio stations. Let's all get together and travel up to Montreal and visit Cheryl Prasker and find out all about it. Her website, CherylPrasker.com, is linked on NordenSpiritRadio.org as well. But what's the next song? I guess the next song would be Start the Process. It will bring love. That's the lyric. Are you a romantic person? I think deep down I am romantic. I'm shy, though. Did you ask others out on dates along the way? or I mean, that that's one of the burdens that fell on my gender back in the day. Boy, I didn't. I was kind of a quiet, introverted person back in the day. And I knew so many people, but didn't go out on a lot of dates. So no, I did not. I would have been too shy back then, I think. So is start the process direction to someone else? Hey, you start the process. Yeah. I'm just going to sit here <laughs> and I won't have to take a risk. No, you know, I've never, ever, ever talked about this song, ever. But it has absolutely nothing to do with that kind of topic. It had to do more with, I was, let's say, I guess, away from Montreal, maybe 10 years, and I was going back a lot, but finding that I really didn't fit in really well and didn't quite know where I fit in terms of being back home. And I had brought my fiancé at the time, I guess, back home to meet everybody. It's an interesting song, but it, it has more to do with feel the wind, bring you home. Your leaves have changed, their colors won't. It's really about feeling like when you try to go back home after being away for so long, how you just not sure where you fit. It's that sort of thing. It's hard to explain, but it has a little bit to do with that. I've never talked about this with anybody. It's really well, weird. I feel honored that you're willing to talk about it today, Cheryl. Absolutely. Well, folks, let's start the disc spinning and we'll start the process with Cheryl <laughs> Prasker. Hand in hand on the mountaintop, 
fulfills the need that sort of above a hurried life won't catch the stars that build a bridge from which to Process is by Cheryl Prasker here today for Song of the Soul. Her website, CherylPrasker.com, P-R-A-S-H-K-E-R. One of the things I was trying to do with Start the Process also musically, again, those were my lyrics. I did not co-write that with anybody. But I also was diving into a little bit of, hey, can I write a song that sounds a little different than your average folk song? And I was kind of like, I would love to be able to write a bluegrass song, but that was my like poor attempt at trying to have the band come up with some bluegrass harmonies and maybe, you know, have a little bit of a different beat to it than... But actually, interestingly enough, there is no percussion on that song at all. No percussion. So no. You, you were playing <laughs> guitar? I am playing guitar. On all the songs that you hear that I'm singing, I am playing guitar. Can you sing and drum at the same time? A little bit. I'm not sure I can sing lead. The only thing I've ever done while playing drums is sing backup or harmony. Like I said before, I don't even think about drums when I'm playing guitar to a song of mine. Very strange. <laughs> The album that was from with CC Railroad, again, the band that you were part of 30 years ago, Black Horse Motel. What's Black Horse Motel? Is that an actual place? It was a place in New Jersey on the way to the Jersey Shore, and only the sign was there. There is nothing left 
about the sign. And actually, the last song on that album we co-wrote. It's the only song that the four of us co-wrote. We each wrote a verse about a story that could have happened at that hotel back in the day. <laughs> so we made stuff up, like whatever we thought could have gone down in that. It was obviously a strip motel, you know, you could tell. And so it's just the sign, Black Horse Motel, nothing there. I probably could have shared that song as well. But you can check it out on YouTube, actually. All these songs are actually up on YouTube. Are they linked from CherylPrasker.com? No, they should be. Should they? They should be. I'm, and that's why I'm talking to you. I'm going to help out that way. Thank you. I need a manager. I really appreciate that. I really do. So I, I will be completely honest with the audience here that my website talks about me as a session drummer, me as a podcast host, and not me as a singer-songwriter. So I will fix that. I'm glad we're getting around to that. And again, <laughs> the reason I'm talking to you is because I did interview someone and you, you've been such a facilitator helper for other people's music. I have a feeling that that's somewhere buried deep in your Myers-Briggs personality type. Do you find yourself doing that in life, being the helper for other people? I do. Yes. As a matter of fact, I got off a Zoom this morning and a Zoom yesterday doing that very thing while helping some emerging artists. I'm helping a young Scottish fiddler that I met online through a virtual conference, helping him come over for his very first tour this coming summer. He's never been to North America. I love when people ask me, you know, do you have a venue in such and such town? Do you know anybody? Could I get a house concert? Like, I just love being the person that helps other people get their career. I spent 15 years working in the office of the Northeast Regional Folk Alliance, or as we like to call NERFA. And it's, it was a conference, or is a, is a conference, that takes place every November. And it's a chance for musicians to showcase for people such as yourself and venue people to get hired and maybe interviewed on radio shows and played on radio shows. And I spent 15 years working in that organization, but also showcasing as well. And there's nobody that I have not played, like anybody that I've accompanied or played with or toured with, I've met at these conferences and I've been very blessed. So I just want to give back to the community. And that's what I love to do is just give back to the up and coming artists. So this when you asked me if I was uncomfortable at the beginning of the, uh, yes, I am. <laughs> you are. No, you you make me feel very comfortable, oh. which is why I'm which is why I'm I'm talking about things I might not have talked about, but I still find it very hard to talk about myself as a singer songwriter because yeah, isn't that weird? I don't know why I feel tears come to my eyes when you say that. That feels sad to me, but the reason I end up speaking to you is because people I was interviewing said, got to talk to Cheryl. She's so wonderful. And I know you've been that blessing to other people. What does the word blessing mean to you, by the way? I mean, so you've got a Jewish background. Yep. A traditional raised Jewish. Which flavor? Towards Orthodox or? No, no. Eastern European, traditional, not Orthodox at all. But I did grow up going to synagogue as a kid from time to time, and I spent about eight years as the drummer in the Yiddish Theater of Montreal. And that, speaking of blessings, that blessed me with the opportunity to be part of a family that is a theater group and to tour the world with a theater company speaking a language that a lot of Jewish people in, in places like we toured Russia for instance, and bringing Yiddish theater to a group of people who maybe hadn't spoken their language for 50 years because they were forbidden to, that, that for me is a blessing. The blessings in my life now are anytime I get on a stage with my Celtic band Runa, because we tour quite a bit throughout the year, is seeing the audiences have a great time and, and smile and laugh. Because I, I t now, having not ever wanted to be on a stage, turns out I'm the jokester on the stage. So I'm the one that, <laughs> go figure. <laughs> so yes, I'm the comedy relief during all the Runa shows. That's amazing. Yeah, That's go amazing. figure. <laughs> 
Well, people are going to be thirsty to hear some more of the music. Again, this is music you did 30 years ago, whatever, with CC Railroad for the most part. Tell me about what the next song is. The next song is a more recent song. I hadn't written for quite a while. I had co-written, even though Charles and I are separated, we've still co-written some songs together, which is fantastic. But I hadn't written a song on my own in a very, very long time. So I wanted to challenge myself to write a song. I wanted to take the chords and I wanted to do specific things with the chords and that, that could be a whole other conversation. But I also wanted to write my own words. But I, during COVID, being out where I am actually in Ontario now, in a bit of a rural area, which is not what I'm used to being in, but I love it out here. Absolutely love it out here. I met somebody in my neighborhood. It was an older gentleman who had a little bit of health problems and we became extremely close during COVID. And he had had more health issues and I helped him through that, became a bit of a caretaker and also Netflix buddies. And nobody in my entire life has ever made me laugh like this gentleman, Bill, did. And we spent an awful lot of time together. And I decided to write a song for him. And this song, Won't You Stay With Me, is for Bill and about Bill. The day shone like a glistening brook When you rolled into my life Right then and there, two kindred spirits had met their match. We love to make each other laugh. Your voice is calm as a warm embrace. I yearn to talk the night away of cowboys riding and camping under the stars. So come and stay, won't you stay with me, won't you lay with me for a while, come and stay with me, won't you stay with me, won't you lay with me for a Won't you stay with me? Won't you? 
part of Cheryl Prosker's transition through COVID was that song, Won't You Stay With Me, where relationships become so different in a time when we're not mixing, traveling, freely doing whatever. Is that a good time of your life? Well, I definitely had a hard time during COVID because I had just been on tour with my band Runa and we were abruptly taken off that tour and then didn't see them for a year and a half, almost two years. That was really, really hard. The husband and wife duo in that band have a young son who was one and a half at the time, two years old, and he and I are extremely close. So that was a bond that, that had a bit of a tear in it, although we've, you know, we've kept that going. So he's now five, he just turned five and a big part of my life. But it was extremely difficult. And I had a really hard time with COVID at the beginning, just, you know, having everything taken away so abruptly was really hard. So Bill helped me through that as I helped him, you know, with things like shopping and just being a companion. He absolutely was extremely instrumental in in helping me through COVID, both with humor and somebody to spend time with and chat with. And we talked and talked and talked and talked and talked and a very special man in my life. But interestingly enough, I met him at a time where he didn't have the mobility that he once had, and he was a very active person. So I met a very different man than I might have met had he and I met 10 years ago, 15 years ago. So that was an interesting thing to go through. And then he got sick pretty quickly and passed away in October. But before that, he did get to hear the song. It was a Christmas present to him the year before. And what made that song even more special is that it is his son playing the lead guitar on the song. And we had not met. I knew he was a guitar player because, of course, Bill talked about it. And I've seen things online. And so I, I messaged Lucas and I said, would you lay down some guitar for me? I know you don't know me at all, but... <laughs> I mean, he knew of me, obviously. So we texted back and forth and we conspired to lay down the guitar part and make that a surprise for Bill. And so that's what makes that song even extra special. And the fact that I did put down full drum set part. So I lay down the drums, the acoustic guitar and the vocals. Lucas, Bill's son, laid down the lead guitar for that. And the song again, folks, was Won't You Stay With Me. And that's uh, the one song that Cheryl's sharing today that is not in her performance time back with CC Railroad. Well, I'm going to rush us into the last song so we get everything on the air. There may have to be bonus excerpts on the NordenSpiritRadio.org website. What's our last song? Our last song is, again, another co-write, Lost in You. And this time, there's no denying that it's a love song written by Charles for me. He gave me the lyrics. That's not an easy thing to take lyrics from somebody knowing that it's about me and then having to write the music for it. So it did start in that case, the lyrics that you put the music. Yeah. How can I make a song that's worthy of his love for me? <laughs> <laughs> no pressure at all. Yeah. Dark eyes, deep as the sea. No masquerade, so unafraid. Scaring the hell out of me. Was this a big performance piece for CC Railroad? It was, because there was a lot of harmonies and a little bit of acapella at the end, so people really, really enjoyed that. It's funny, because I tend to write where I concentrate on the choruses, because, again, I'm an 80s rocker, and, you know, it was all about the chorus and the hook. So I tend to write songs where the chorus and the hook stands out. Uh, same thing with the song you heard earlier, Won't You Stay With Me. It's all about the hook, or the chorus, whatever you want to call it. So the same with Lost In You. But a rocker, and you're a folker. And I, you notice how I pronounce that, too, very carefully. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Given that you're more than 10 years younger than I am, folk is already in the rearview mirror for most people. 
but not for you. So you, you're a rocker. I mean, Cindy Lauper or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yet you're a folky. Folky rocker. Interesting. Singer, songwriter, folky rocker. Yeah. With a little bit of influence of the British invasion, which I also love as a drummer. Oh, I'm just all over the place, aren't I? <laughs> In a good way. Good way. <laughs> Well, we're ending our visit with Cheryl Prasker. Again, her website, CherylPrasker.com. The group Bruna, she plays with, R-U-N-A, RunaMusic.com. The Folk Pod, her own podcast interviews that she does. And CelticFestival.ca, C-A for Canada. All those links are on NordenSpiritRadio.org. We're going to end with Lost in You. And can you just sit back and let us all be marveling at you, Cheryl, as we listen to this song? Because this song is all about you and you shining. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. So here it is, Lost in You by Cheryl Prasker. We'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul. Dark eyes, deep as the sea, no masquerade. So unafraid, scaring the hell out of me. Soft eyes, but hard to steal behind. And with the killer come of a madam bomb, starting a storm in my mind. Whenever you're around I want to get lost in you I want to get out of my own damn way I want to let you let you in I want to ride the wind I want to get carried away Down. 
wanna get lost in you. I wanna get out of my own damn way. I wanna let you let you win. I wanna ride the wind. I wanna get carried away. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.